is the 4th of February 2022 and this is video number 302. I've been warning for some time that the bad things that have been happening are happening and are going to get worse, much worse, were planned in the 1960s. There's plenty of evidence for this. Consider, for example, what Dr. Richard Day, a professor of paediatrics, had to say at a conference in 1969. I don't know whether he was trying to warn people or unburden himself, but his warnings and predictions were extraordinarily accurate. He warned that in the future the elderly would be eliminated by making it more difficult for them to access medical care. He warned that social chaos would be promoted, that travel would be restricted, that hospitals would become jails, that private medicine would be eliminated, that the incidence of heart attacks would be deliberately increased that the world population would be reduced, that information would be controlled, that fake science would be used to promote the myth of global warming, that there would be cameras everywhere, that sport would become unisex, that ID cards would be implanted, that food supplies would be controlled, that the weather would be controlled, and that people would be controlled. He also warned that books would be banned and removed from libraries if they were considered dangerous. So far, I've had four of my books banned, though they're now all free on my websites as PDFs and a fifth is under threat. My websites are suppressed and regularly hacked. Over 3,000 hacks a month on each website, and I've been banned from every social media outlet I know of. Professor Day warned that television sets would be able to watch the people who were watching them, that cancer cures would be suppressed, and that new diseases would be deliberately introduced. I reckon that the first of these was AIDS back in the 1980s. My criticism of the way governments and the media exaggerated the fear to create false terror about AIDS resulted in my being banned by mainstream television and radio, especially the BBC, of course, simply because I produced facts which produced they were lying, which proved they were lying. They don't like facts, of course. Back in the 1980s, we were warned that everyone would be affected by AIDS by the year 2000. Medical organisations were constantly producing unsubstantiated scare stories. In 1988, a big publishing house in London suddenly abandoned a big publicity campaign for a book of mine when it was pointed out to them that the short chapter on AIDS didn't fit the government's plan. Anyway, all of that stuff was forecast in 1969. Professor Day clearly knew what he was talking about because everything he warned about has already happened. Today, most people are still concentrating on the mRNA jabs. And that's important because around the world, those who aren't jabbed are already being denied medical care. Social credit schemes are being introduced with the VAX passports as the key. And there is already talk of mandatory childhood jabs. The uptake of childhood jabs has fallen, and the official line is that this is because parents don't want to overburden the NHS. Mandatory MMR jabs vaccines are on the way. And then we'll all be in little flats in high-rise buildings, no cars, no travel, and benzodiazepines in the water to keep us quiet. The media fraud in support of the jabs is getting worse. Yahoo News had a headline which read, quotes, anti-vax Olympic gold medalist dies of COVID age 51, close quotes. But anyone who read the story will have found 
that the poor fellow died of Covid and had been jabbed. He'd previously expressed anti-vax views, but he'd been jabbed and he'd died of Covid. Around the world, the pressure is building. The Chinese have been told to stockpile food in readiness for more lockdowns as new Covid variations appear. But it's what comes next that's really worrying me, and their plans are now all quite clear. Obviously, the climate change hoax that was planned back in the 1960s is the really big threat we're facing. Covid-19 was the warm-up act for the big one, the global warming fraud. That was always going to be the excuse for tough new legislation, economic destruction, more genocide, the end of medical care and the introduction of the digital passports. Now it's all coming very, very fast and the predictable clampdowns are coming quickly too. Those daring to tell the truth about the jabs are now being targeted by counter-terrorism officers on the grounds that we are undermining national health security. Any violence or threats of violence, even those intended humorously, will be used as evidence that we are terrorists. Exactly the same thing happened with anti-vivisection campaigns 30 years ago. I know because I was in the middle of it. My phones were tapped and I couldn't go out of doors without being followed by a bloke from Special Branch with a video camera. People scoff and no one believes it until it happens to them. Before he was elected, Boris Johnson told voters in the UK that there would be a bonfire of EU regulations. That's why he got into power. But a day or so ago, he quietly decided not to do that. Just another broken promise from someone with strong links to the EU, it might be thought. And instead of getting rid of those EU regulations, to introduce more wicked net zero legislation that will wreck industry, impoverish anyone who isn't a friend or protege of the Rothschilds, and destroy everything of value. That's going to happen this year. The average family will be at least 25% poorer by the end of the year. Energy prices are going to continue to soar, and as energy costs rise, so does the cost of everything else. There have been four major oil spills and tankers catching fire already this year. And as I pointed out on my website weeks ago, there's a tanker off the Yemen coast that looks like trouble soon. Oil exploration, meanwhile, has slowed, of course, because of the insane global warming cultists. Next, I hear that the World Health Organization is planning global laws to manage problems in the future. They'll be joining up with Schwab and the World Economic Forum, I've no doubt. All these people are unelected, of course. But think about it. You can't have global laws without a global government. It's no coincidence that every leader in the world is now hated. Trudeau's hiding somewhere. Biden, Macron, Johnson, Morrison and the loony in New Zealand are all loathed. We have to hate our national governments so that they can set the world up for a global government run by climate change cultists. The mainstream media, particularly the BBC and The Guardian, both of which have financial links to Bill Gates, of course, who is regarded by the WHO as a member state, will doubtless approve the idea. I'm not exaggerating when I warn you that we are heading rapidly towards global slavery. 
Remember that the United Nations member states agreed in 2019, on April the 1st no less, to implement their plans on population and development. The plans included massive controls on population growth, targeting in particular Asia and Africa. The elderly and the sick will be subjected to more genocidal plans. It's now becoming clear how Covid, the rebranded flu, is being used to promote vax passports, taking us into digital passports. There's a ton of new legislation being pushed through to build a communist state on the back of a disease which I have proved has killed fewer people than the flu would have done in an average year. In the UK, the Police Crime Sentencing and Courts Bill will end our right to protest peacefully and lead us further into a police state. If a dozen bird watchers gather together to look at a lesser spotted tweetle bird, they'll probably be arrested. If Boy Scouts go camping, the police will round them up and arrest them. The Human Rights Act Reform Bill is officially called a modern Bill of Rights and includes a mention of Magna Carta, but this is a bill which King John would have loved. They're pushing it as a bill for freedom, but that's like claiming the BBC provides balanced, fair-minded news programmes. The government says freedom of speech and academic freedom are fundamental principles, but governments everywhere have suppressed both. The UK government adds that freedom of expression cannot be an absolute right when it's balanced against the need to provide national security. That's their excuse for lying, for demonising the truth-tellers and for suppressing facts and truths. And don't forget the emergency bill introduced in March 2020, immediately after the UK government was officially told that Covid-19 was no more deadly than the flu. It still stands in the background and gives the government extraordinary powers. It enables them to do pretty much whatever they like. Parliament keeps voting it through, of course. And then there's NHS X, a special little UK organisation which is linking the NHS and NHS Digital. The plan is to introduce technical architecture, as they call it, to link the whole of the NHS across health and caring. There will be apps taking the VAX passports directly into digital passports. Privacy will be a thing of the past. Once again, this is being done very quietly by unelected bureaucrats. In the new NHS, the medical establishment wants a reduction in the number of screening tests being done and the number of people being treated. Cutting down patients being diagnosed and treated will, they say, help stop global warming. The latest idiotic idea from the government in the UK is to declare yet another war on cancer, now with a cancer vaccine as the weapon. You couldn't make this up. When warning about the coming lack of privacy, millions of people glibly say, oh, I've got nothing to hide. But I wonder if they'll still say that when their neighbours can peep at the pictures of their piles which they sent to their doctor. And how thrilled will they be that their neighbours can see exactly how much they've got in the bank? That's what digital passports mean. Meanwhile, the global warming fraud continues rapidly. The BBC, which regards global warming as having been published in the Gospels, reports that a small army of volunteers is keeping so-called deniers off Wikipedia. So much for freedom of speech and debate yet again. 
These people are suppressing views they disagree with, and the BBC treats them as dedicated heroes, of course. Even a co-founder says he no longer trusts Fakeopedia. I think it's the most dangerous site in internet history. All these things are happening all around the world. They're pushing through legislation on the backs of the rebranded flu and distracting us with wretched royal family nonsense and other stupidities. The key to stopping all this is simple. Don't use a smartphone. Get a cheap calls-only phone. Don't ever download an app onto any phone or computer. Without apps, they can't control us. If enough of the virtue-signalling, mask-wearing, jabbed collaborators download apps, then we're heading for big trouble. The good news, however, is that in the UK, at least a third of the population still hasn't had their first jab. That's according to government figures. I suspect that figure is good around the world. Governments have been lying about vax uptakes. Make sure you don't join the zombies. Make sure your family, friends and neighbours stay firm. We can win this, and we have to, or we're heading directly and rapidly into slavery by the end of this year. Remember, this channel has not been monetized. None of my videos ever have been. No ads, no sponsors, no requests for funds. Thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair. And thanks to Brand YouTube and to Mohammed Butt. Please visit the BNT merchandise section and subscribe to my BNT channel to keep up with new videos. Please put my videos on other platforms and on Twitter and Facebook too. If you get your wrist slapped, regard it as a war injury. Please do translations too. We put up transcripts of the videos on both my websites. The fake Telegram sites in my name are not allowed to use any of my material. If they do, they'll be sued for copyright infringement, among many other things. Please write to Abuse at Telegram and ask them to remove these fake sites. Don't forget to watch my friend Dr. Colin Barron's amazing videos, which are always fantastic and often incredibly funny. Make sure you visit earthnewspaper.com, which contains all the honest news to fit to print. Please visit my own websites, vernoncoleman.org and vernoncoleman.com. If the sites go down, we'll do our best to get them back up again as quickly as possible. Put the address into your search engine to find them. There are free books on both sites and brand new stuff is added every weekday. Finally, though it may feel like it at times, please remember that you're not alone. More and more people are waking up. And once they're awake, they don't go back to sleep, which means our numbers are growing daily. If we're going to win this war, then we have to fight hard and with determination and with passion and with the truth and with humour, which the enemy hates and doesn't understand. Remember, this is primarily a pro propaganda and media war, and we have to try to reach outside to educate people who are incapable of thinking for themselves. We need to fight on the simple issues, such as the pointlessness and danger of the jabs, but we need to be aware of where this is all heading. This war won't be won in parliaments or the law courts, but in the hearts and minds of the people, you and I, who know that this is a wicked propaganda war. We've been betrayed by most politicians, most journalists, most lawyers, judges and doctors, but although they may have the money, we have the belief, the love, the truth and the will to win. 
distrust the government, avoid mass media and fight the lies. Thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair. And please don't forget to write to Telegram, abuse at telegram.org, about those damned fake sites. Campaign, campaigning's hard enough without that rubbish.